you do want to have a relationship with everybody you come in contact with at some point. Now, how much of that relationship is going to be up to you? This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acre. And before we bring our guest on today, we would love it if you take a minute to uh, subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you're not already su- uh, subscribed. <laughs> That's a hard word there. to say. Subscribe. Subscribe. And while you're there, drop us a five-star review. Let us know how we're doing. We'll read that review here on the show. Our guest today is Ron Williams. Ron is the owner of F3 Legacy, a firm focused on wealth management, finance, and retirement. With 20 years in the wealth management industry, Ron has been recognized for consistent success in developing systems, processes, and procedures to streamline corporate operations, improve efficiencies, and enhance employee training. Ron, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Ron, man, it's awesome to have you on. Now, we tried full transparency to the audience. We tried to record an episode with Ron. I almost we said, welcome up. back. Yeah, <laughs> welcome back to the podcast. We tried, and then it, we had some snafus on our end. But it's so funny, too, because you guys got to watch the video. Now, you can't see the first video because we had some snafus, but Ron was like, all properly dressed. He was like, you know, I don't, I can't remember. I think it was like a suit you were wearing. Now, nah, man, I love it. Your t-shirt, baseball t-shirt, cap, yeah. chain yeah. around your neck. So true entrepreneur just coming out right now. <laughs> hey, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the audience, right? You've had a successful career. Talk to us about how you got into financial services. Lead us up to today. Yeah. Well, it's been a journey just like <clears throat> anything that you do. Um, I, I was a, uh, college dropout that was looking, you know, always to be successful, uh, in the business world and got introduced to sales, uh, when I was living in Seattle, um, coming from a collection, uh, industry. And, uh, once I got introduced to sales, it changed my perspective on, you know, kind of like not having a ceiling and working for yourself. Mm. It just, it just propelled me to, to want to obviously have more in life. So, um, did some wealth management strategies, doing commodities for quite some time. Then I got my insurance license, 2013. Uh, run my own agency now. We did over a million dollars last year in, wow. in production. And um, just really ready to take on the world now with, with all this opportunity that's out there. So I love it, man. You went from collecting money from people to helping people manage their financial lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> collections is a hard job. Like for all those out there who've ever done collections, calling people uh, that get to get them to pay in you know, a, a bill that they don't have money to pay. That's why their card declined in the first place. And then you have to go the payment plan route. It's, it's very, yeah. it's very tough. We, we have to do that sometimes here uh, yeah. too at our company. So that's a tough job. So mad respect there. So let's talk about, you know, kind of building of your practice and you're going to be a speaker at SWAT. So SWAT is an awesome conference in the insurance space. Uh, put on by one of our good friends, Nate. He actually was on the uh, podcast here, State Page. You guys can check out that episode. But you're going to be a speaker there, and you're going to talk a little bit about relationships, right? And how do you actually build relationships successfully in business? Can you walk us through, you know, your kind of methodology there, and what should people be thinking about to build a business that's producing a million dollars a year? Yeah, it's important. Um, relationships matter, you know. Um, uh, your network is your net worth. And when you're, when you're um, looking to, to build a business or, or anything that you do in life, you know, the people that you surround yourself with, it's important. Mm. And it's important to have those relationships. Um, and it can't just be uh, really what's in it for you, but really, you know, how can you um, 
bring value to, to that person that you're communicating with, whether it's a client or whether it's somebody that you are going to be a business partner with. Um, one thing that I've always taken pride on is always kind of, you know, make sure that I, I keep a healthy communication with this person um, for ever, <laughs> really, uh, because you don't know who they know that can introduce you to open up doors uh, and they don't know, you know, how you can help them, you know, with their situation. But it is, it's, it's imperative that, that you do develop that relationship and you can't you can't prejudge as well. Like it doesn't matter. It can't be like a certain nationality of people that you work with because you don't know, you know, who they can open you up to. So my goal is just I don't prejudge anybody. You know, I don't care what nationality. I don't care where you're from. Uh, my goal is basically develop a relationship with you. Find a way to find that common ground and then continue to, um, you know, uh, nourish that relationship. Uh, because it's opened up so many doors for me since I've been doing it for the last, you know, 30 years. How do you keep track? I think one of the things that people struggle uh, struggle with the most when it comes to the building the relationship, keeping your network, continuing to grow it, but then staying in touch with it. How do you keep track of the, those relationships? Do you have like a system? Do you have like a touch point system? Are you more of the, you know, hey, their name pops up on LinkedIn. That reminds me, I'm going to go shoot them a message and talk to them. Like, how are you actually doing that from a sort of a management perspective? Yeah, I, I have a CRM that you definitely want to keep people plugged into. Um, then you got to start kind of, uh, I wouldn't say categorizing, but you got to know who, you know, you have more of a relationship with, mm-hmm. you know, like like that, that you can stay in touch with on a consistent basis. Um, and then then add more people into to that, like your top 25, so to speak, mm-hmm. that you're constantly dripping on saying hello. Hey, let's go out to lunch or let's get together for dinner or, you know, happy anniversary, happy birthday. Uh, or I'm in town, like, you know, I have clients that are in Hawaii. So, Hey, I'm in town. I'm coming to see you. You know, I, I bet you so go and visit them a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are my favorite clients. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those would be my favorite clients too. How often do you drip on your clients? Like how, or how often would you recommend? Should I do it once a month? Should I do it once a quarter? Like, what are you finding for your own business for the clients to drip on them? Um, well, again, based on, um, first thing I go with your gut. So like, if I think about the client, I call them okay. right? or I send them a text or, or email. Okay. So if it pops in my head for whatever reason, like you said, social, uh, something on social media, uh, or, or, uh, it popped up that there's a birthday, you, you got to con- connect with them. That's a great um, action item. Yeah. Uh, if, if like, um, if I'm locally and, and clients are here and let's say I'm in their area, like if I go to a certain town, then I'll reach out to them. Hey, I'm coming to your town. Are you home? I'll stop by, say hello, grab some food. You know, it's, it's just, you gotta be, <laughs> it's gotta be you. And so for me, I like to eat. And so I'll, I'll, if I know I'm going to be in a certain area, you know, I'll definitely go stop by and, and eat some food with, with my clients. Wait, um, are you bringing or, the food or are you just taking their food? No, I, I like I this. man. <laughs> <laughs> we no, had a, we no. had a top producing agent on Glenda Baker who did something really similar when she was out showing people's homes. She had a great memory of course and a, and she kept track of her clients in an Excel doc, but she would know if she had sold a home in that same area. So whenever she was showing around new prospects homes or meeting new prospects, she would remember, oh yeah, I sold Josh a home in this area. And she would text Josh. And, and sometimes she said she would even snap a snap picture a photo, yeah. Yeah, of Josh's home as she's driving <clears throat> by. And if there's something with the landscaping she likes or anything like that, she'd literally be like, Josh is in your neighborhood. Love what you've done to the front yard. 
And it's just yeah. a, it's a subtle little touch point, but it's a huge one because it's personal and it's unexpected. I think that's a key point to make for the audience is that when you do the unexpected, everybody expects not to be funny, but they expect to get a happy birthday from you on right. Facebook when the notification pops up, but they don't right. expect a random text on a Tuesday with no holiday in sight or no anything. It's just was thinking about you. I'm in the neighborhood. Hope you're doing well. That's really powerful because that's what a friend does. Yeah. And that's what you want. You, you want to develop that. Um, you know, uh, one thing that I, I was um, like you when it comes to recruiting and building a team is, you know, sometimes people aren't ready or they got something going on in their lives, but you still got to stay in contact with them. It doesn't mean that you guys can't do business together. You know, it may take six months. It may take a year. You know, but you still got to say, hey, I was just thinking about you, you know, I uh, hope all is well or a text or whatever the case may be. And then you never know, you know, when that timing is right, they may come back into your life and, you know, be ready to go. Hey, I'm ready to do business. That's what happened with me and Nate. You know, I wasn't ready to get him. When I got involved with uh, uh, the insurance industry, I wasn't ready to do the business with Nate right out of the gate. And then two and a half years later, you know, I'll say, OK, I'm ready to go. Yeah. So. And those years fly by. They That's what people don't understand about this business is like the years fly by. So you think it's going to be forever. And then all of a sudden you pop up and you're like, man, I'm really glad I've been keeping up with this person and keeping in touch with them. Yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit, uh, Ron, because we were, before the podcast, we were talking, um, you know, you've been in this insurance game, but you kind of shifted now. You sort of challenged yourself to start branding yourself uh, beyond that as more of an entrepreneur. What kind of led you to, to that decision and what, like, what's that journey been like and why did you choose to do that? Um, well, I've always had it to create multiple streams of income. Mm. So when I got into insurance, I knew that was going to be one stream of income or it was, it was gonna, I mean, it's really, it's a lot of streams of income, but I knew that was one aspect of, okay, insurance can provide a certain amount of income for my family. But from there, you can then leverage and create other streams of income as well, as long as it doesn't as long as you don't get distracted. Mm. So, you know, I always said, you know, what I teach my uh, agents is become very good at your craft, become a one-stop shop where you can handle anything from the financials, from, you know, helping them with estate planning, helping them with insurance, obviously, helping them get out of debt, you know, uh, helping them maybe start a business, you know, helping them get credit. Like all these things that you have access to, um, you know, will then help make you well-rounded and be, bring more valuable to them. So for me, as a becoming an entrepreneur, uh, I just didn't want to be where I'm known as an insurance agent. Mm -hmm. you know? um, so I wanted to create. And so and I, have, I proved it. I went out and created another stream of income doing different things. And uh, now the sky's the limit. You know? So it's, it's like, so what I do is, okay, I, I, I did it. Now let me teach you how to do it. You see what I'm saying? I know. I love that. I actually watched a video the other day by Alex Hermosi. He's awesome. I've been really digging his stuff. He, he was in the gym business, but he walked through in his experience, like he built four businesses in the gym space. Now he does something called acquisition.com. He was talking about how zero to a million, it's really all about selling one product in one channel and mastering that and just going again and again and again and again. But once you reach that million dollar type mark, then it's all about how you either upsell or cross sell. And it's right. funny how you naturally just went there too. It's like, Hey, look, I've reached the million dollar mark. I want to extend my platform. I want to extend my value. The natural is to not create a brand new product necessarily, but the natural is to create like an upsell cross sell opportunity because there's synergy there. So for you, you're doing insurance, natural synergy, 
synergy is estate planning because that has to do with finances or maybe, you know, getting out of debt or whatever it is. And that's a great, I think, um, strategy for people as they're thinking through, hey, if you're sitting here and you're not producing a million plus a year, you aren't truly, truly being successful at selling your one product to one channel and you haven't mastered that yet. You should really try to master that. And that's a sales and marketing problem. But after you get over that million dollar leap and you're trying to get to that five, $10 million, right? Then it's about, okay, how can I upsell? How can I cross sell? Now he goes, you know, once you reach 10 million, there's other strategies. Once you meet 30 million, once you reach 50 million, because he's kind of walked a couple businesses through those. But I thought that's super powerful for people to know. Another question I have for you is you've made it right? In the sense of like so many insurance agents fail, the failure rates in insurance is as high as like real estate, financial advising. What is it that you have? Why have you made it and other agents don't? Why are you able to get the sales and they aren't able to do it? What's the mistakes that they're making? Why do you see agents failing, but you've overcome? Uh, Because they're making it more difficult than what it is. They're not, they're not sticking to the system that their, their IMO or agency has put in place. Um, and, and didn't really, it's work ethic. You know, you got to put in a work ethic and then you got to really kind of not compare yourself to other people in the industry. Mm. Oh, so, uh, you know, you don't really, you got to realize that you, your own path in this industry is based on what you want from it. You know, your financial freedom number could be different than my financial freedom number. So it's just really saying, okay, what is it that you want from this industry? Right. And then put forth the effort, realize that it's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. And with insurance, I mean, it's to me, it's like you want to build an agency. That's the best thing you want to do, because if, if like I had health issues last year. Right. And so for that time, the six months that I was trying to get my health back in order, luckily, I had a team that was still continuing to produce that was able to carry me where I couldn't you know, put forth the time and effort that I wanted to. So if you're trying to do it by yourself, like a solopreneur would do, then it it can be very challenging. And most people don't want to stick around long enough to, you know, to go through the storm. They they quit before, you know, they're on the other side of financial freedom. Agree. Where does your work ethic come from? Uh, Man, it just came from sports, competitiveness, um, you know, uh, I hate to lose. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good motivator. So I just always wanted more. I, I never settle for less, you know, like, and, and I guess that's a problem because I say, well, when will you be fulfilled? Right. Like money doesn't buy happiness, but, um, but it does make you happy when you got enough of it. <laughs> you know? And what do they it say? It buys you options. a boat. It <laughs> buys you a boat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although, so it buys you a boat and boats make you happy. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, but the, the point, um, being there is that, um, it is, it can't buy happiness, but it can buy you options. Like you said, it can buy you, you know, freedom. And it's obviously, you know, anybody who's been or had some money says, yeah, it's definitely better to have money. It's not the end all be all. Mm. I would love to know just strategically, right? You've built a successful business. It's all about relationships. How many relationships do you try to add like a month or, or do you think about it that way? Like how many relationships should an agent be adding a day? How much should they be prospecting? Well, I think you got to realize is that it's, it's, you do want to have a relationship with everybody you come in contact with at some point. Now, how much of that relationship is going to be up to you? You know, because again, you're going to have to put forth that the effort and, and you got to do more. Like you can't wait for people to call you. Right. You know, like, like my wife, she's she's a totally opposite. Like she doesn't call anybody. 
to say hello, right? But I'm the one that will reach out and say, hey, I was just thinking about you football as well, or, you know, and that's just my personality. So from, from but if you're like a business owner, you know, one thing you got to realize is that your, your network, again, can open up so many doors. I mean, we all want referrals. Well, how are you going to get referrals if you're not providing the value? If you're not doing the going the extra mile to call that person up and say hello or to send them a, a gift card or, or whatever the case may be, but just doing more than just the other person that, that's in the business trying to earn your client's business. And it is about relationships, you know, and you got to come, you got to be authentic. You know, you can't just be, it can't just be about money. Yeah. You know, financial part to it. It has to be really, truly like uh, one of my clients, I went to the daughter's wedding just, you know, not too long ago, you know, me and my wife and my daughter did and spent the whole time with them when I could have been making calls, booking appointments and so forth. I took that time off to go to that wedding, you know, and that's just something that you just, as to me, you have to do that. You have to have a relationship. Now I love that. Yeah. I, you know, was following Tom Tool. He's the guy we had on the podcast, and he was recommending that you should reach out to at least five people in your sphere every single day. Like that should be on your task list. Pick five people, reach out to them. It's a phone call. It's a text message. You know, let them know you're thinking about them. And I think that's a really good action item that people can implement. Of going like, hey, how do you take the intangibleness of a relationship? Because there's so many things that add it up and make it super tangible. And, you know, the way we try to do it here at Reminder Media is go, well, you know, break it down into relationships are built by getting to know people. Getting to know people is built by conversations. Conversations happen because you are getting in front of them. Getting in front of them happens because you're either sending them something, making a phone call, sending a text, right? And so we're always are thinking like, okay, how can you send a touch point? Like we recommend trying to build at least 26 touch points a year for your sphere. So getting in front of them 26 times, doesn't mean it's going to be a physical interaction where you're talking to them or you're face-to-face with them, but you're some form of passively in front of them from a social media post, an email post, a print marketing piece, but at least four times a year, once every three months, at least at the very minimum, you should be on the phone with them or face-to-face with them at a cup of coffee or something like that. Because we have found in our years of doing this with over 100,000 entrepreneurs, like that's like some of the like tangible tactic of, okay, this can net you relationships. But one of the key things that I think you pointed out that everybody shouldn't miss is none of that will work. You can have all the touch points in the world, but it won't work if you're not authentic and you're not sincere. And people can smell BS a mile away. They can smell that you're calling them just to sell them insurance, just to get a referral, just to sell them real estate. They know it immediately when they pick up the phone and they're talking to you. So it has to be authentic. You truly have to care about that person. And your mindset that you've given is so powerful, which it's just, hey, look, it's all about relationships. I'm just calling people because I love food and I want to go eat their food. I just love Hawaii and I want to go travel to Hawaii. But, you know, we laugh. But the point being, it's like, it is that simple. Like call the people that you go to church with just because you want to catch up with them. Call your best friend from high school because you haven't seen them in a while, right? That type of idea. And that's what will net the business. It's not an instant gratification, but ultimately it's what produces a long-term sustainable business because it builds a brand. And that's yeah. what people miss out on. Yeah. You're, you want to plant the seeds and when it harvests, it harvests, you know? So, um, but, but it is important. And again, you can't, you can't be specific. It has to be, you have to be that way with all your people that you have those relationships. Now, you know, some are going to be more favorable than others. You know, like, like there's some of my clients that I actually like 
like family. Like I look at them as like a mom and dad would, you know, yeah. like the clients in Hawaii. Uh, I have a client down in, in Houston. He's like an uncle. You know what I mean? Like I just have that relationship. Um, he's taking me and my son to to baseball games and things like that, you know, and, and I mean, totally. And it was just, it just happened just by conversation. You know, first we did business and then it turned into, you know, uh, keeping that relationship. And if you do that properly, man, I'm telling you, the sky's the limit. You know, um, you never know what doors can open up for you down the road. So it's, it's, it's important. It's very important. Um, uh, like, like I never, I never went in, um, and had a, you know, you gotta get a job and you gotta sell your resume and all that. That's not how we did business when I was growing up. It was basically, who do you know? Right. Yeah. So, Hey, who do you know? Who do you know? Who do you know? Oh, you need to go talk to my friend's mom that works at bank of America. Okay. Boom. You got a job. That's yeah. how we did it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, um, and that's, that's important because that's networking. You know, we just didn't realize it back then. So. Yeah. They don't teach kids today. It's the so power strong. of networking. It's, it's, it's really so wild. Yeah. They don't teach them um, because if I could think to myself, man, if I would have, built a network of all my professors, built a network mm. of all of the college kids that I did projects with, built a network of everybody I came into contact with over time, my job at Verizon, the people that, the clients that I had at Nextmark Design, how powerful would my life be with that database? With but that instead, Rolodex. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't do that. I was not mature at the time, gentlemen. <laughs> Ron, I want to ask you, because we like to ask everyone who comes on the show um, who's who's successful, because um, I think there's a lot that people can learn from habits, right? Habits and routines and having kind of this structure that you follow. Are there any daily habits or routines, whatever you want to call them, that you feel have you know helped drive your success either professionally or personally? Yeah, I do the Miracle Morning. Um, which, you know, get up at a certain time um, and then kind of use your time wisely from the time you get up to when you got to get on your day. So, um, you know, reading, definitely 15 minutes of reading, uh, 15, 20 minutes of time with God, uh, some type of positive message, some type of YouTube, you know, Eric Thomas or Jim Rome or, or John Maxwell. Love those guys. Definitely exercise. I just got back in the gym, which is definitely helping me now. So swimming, sauna, workout, you know, which I wasn't doing before. So my stress level, because of working so much, I wasn't releasing all those endorphins and stress and all that stuff. So that's helped. Um, uh, meditating has definitely helped because, you know, sometimes the mind as an entrepreneur, your mind is racing. And then it's like, how do you shut it down? You know, because you're dealing with so much. So that helped. Um, and then just, you know, planning out your day, what's your day going to look like, sticking to the task that you have to do that day that's most important, mm -hmm. right? And, and then carry it over to the next day. Uh, and then just take it one day at a time because, you know, obviously nothing's promised tomorrow. So I, right now for me, what's been helping is living the moment. Mm -hmm. Stop worrying about the past, whatever happened in the past. Don't worry about the future. You can't control that. Just focus in on today. And what that today looks like, whose life can you impact? You know, who can you, who can you put a smile on somebody's face? You know, who can you call and say, Hey, I love you that you haven't done in a while, you know, that type of stuff. So I love it. that. That's great. Great advice. Thank you so much for being here, Ron. Before we close out, please let people know how they can connect with you. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Ron Williams, um, uh, you know, companies called F3 legacy, faith family finance. You can reach me on, um, Instagram, YouTube and uh, TikTok. And I'm just looking to grow my brand and be out here and help and other entrepreneurs become successful. So awesome. Look out for video 
coming to you soon. <laughs> I love that. What's your Instagram handle? It is the real underscore Ron Williams. Awesome. Okay, cool. We'll put all the links to your social media in the show notes for this episode. Thanks again for being here. Thank you all so much for listening. You can get those links and the show notes and the video of this episode over at staypaidpodcast.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, two ways we ask to you to show your support. First way is to head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop a five-star review along with a comment. And the best way to show your support is to tell a friend, share this episode with a friend or on your social media. If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Syke. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. And a great action item for you out of this episode is when you think about the client, reach out to the client. That's so powerful. So if you think about one of your clients today, that's your sign to text them. Just a simple text, hey, thinking about you, hope you're doing well, whatever you know about them, include that in the text. If you think about somebody, reach out to them. That is an impersonal un- or a personal unexpected reach out that really develops the relationship. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers is top producers take action. Take action on that today. Take action on that today.